Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Well, Brad, as is the grand tradition of our podcast, uh, Cosmic Rewind has some uh, some new news, and so here we are to to talk about it with our Cosmic Rewind update and the. <laughs> There you go. Now we finally we finally have our cosmic rewind stinger <laughs> that you can that you can just drop in every time when you're editing the podcast. Uh, so apparently, uh, pre-show issues are not limited to Rise of the Resistance. And I guess let me let me clarify when I say that like everybody has pre-show issues, but we're talking about the kind of pre-show issues where you have to skip the entire pre-show. Uh, recently, the the difference being, we're non like non B mode. Yeah, with Rise, there were reports of with the shuttle ship when it's down, people just get walked from the Ray pre-show to the hangar, which which really that's which, what we're talking about, like a major element. Yeah, which really kind of well, but no, I've also seen like the Ray pre-show having issues, and so that got skipped or. Like, different sections of that attraction have been skipped over time. And I'm trying to think. Like, I've seen areas of queue get skipped. But usually the usually the pre-show has some sort of, like, B-mode fail-safe sort of thing. A la, you know, Rocket Raccoon not being available. Because, as a general rule, video screens are pretty reliable. Um Anim- audio animatronics or not, you know, uh, what's his face over at Smuggler's Run, you know, in the the box of mystery that sometimes appears up there. <laughs> but apparently, Guardians had a really bad issue in their pre-show that may have something to do with something at the pre-show because I haven't gotten any information about Guardians because I'm I'm trying to stay unspoiled, but. They had to shut it down and essentially walk you past the pre-show, which doesn't sound great, but I don't know. I haven't heard additional news of it continuing to be a problem. So, and you know, like I, I've heard one day where this has happened, right? And a one-day issue is, okay, who knows what happened in one day? If it becomes a regular issue, then I'm going to start being a bit more concerned, I guess. Right. I think what sucks about this is that there is no B mode and basically a cast member is then going in and walking you through that portion of the attraction. Well, and And that's not that that just feels bad. Yeah. And especially, I think, for a Disney attraction. Right. Because. Right. The whole point is the story of the attraction. And without that story, you don't. I don't know. There, you you come in having you know missed the first thirty minutes of the movie, or something, and then you're like, "What? Wait, wait. Who's that? Why are we? You know?" And so you're well, spending all your time trying to figure that out rather than just enjoying the attraction for what it is. I guess. Well, talking about Rise, I mean, if you were walked from the Ray pre-show to the hangar. Yeah, that's you would a, be that's a pretty big narratively very confused. Okay, I've I've come up with a solution for this. Disney, listen to me. What you're going to need 
is one of those old school AV carts with the big honking CRT on it <laughs> and a VCR. And then you guys just need to, to videotape all of every section of Verizon and apparently the pre-show of Guardians. And then you just roll in that little AV cart. Okay, everybody, watch this. Watch this video, please. And you'll know what you missed out on. Or, oh no! They could have the cast member pull it behind them as they're walking you from the oh, Ray pre-show to the hangar. Yeah, they yeah. just play the the uh, transport ship video and say, "Okay, here's what you missed." Or as much as as much as I like the idea of the the old AV cart, let's let's be serious for a moment here. The cast member would go to YouTube, pull up the ride video, <laughs> you know, pull up the full video off of YouTube and just hold up their phone and say, okay, everybody, gather round as we watch the pre-show for this attraction uh, as, as it was meant to be seen or something. I don't know. I don't know. There are options. But, yeah, I, I'm a... I'm, it just sucks to have somebody walk you through an element of an attraction. Yeah, I'm a, I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit concerned, but... As I think about it, any concern that I have of this is just what kind of PTSD from Rise, I guess. Yeah. Because you ran into an issue here, an issue like the issues seem like they piled up with Rise, and so anytime I hear about issues with a new attraction, it's like, <gasps> are we about to have another Rise situation? But I honestly don't believe that is the case, and and I hope I I I really hope that I'm right about this. But yeah, so. Cosmic Rewind, pre-show broken. Let's hope pre-show not broken in the future. And again, we are both very, very carefully avoiding spoilers about this. So we don't actually know what the pre-show is. And if it's complex, if it's video, if it's, you know, we don't actually know. And that's by design. Now, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be impressive if the pre-show was somebody showing you a... Uh, you know, a, a video on a AV cart, and actually, <laughs> one of the wheels just happened to to get stuck, so they weren't able to pull the AV cart in to do that. So, you know, maybe I maybe I have actually just described the pre-show. I maybe. don't know. I don't know. I will say. Uh, so, I'm going to throw something in here real quick. That's not on our. That's not on our thing. But I was looking, and the Cosmic Rewind boarding group availabilities are going back down again. It looks like, oh, yeah. So uh, there was a time there where it felt like you know you were regularly getting like two hours, an hour and a half to two hours to book your rise time or your rise your your cosmic rewind time, and suddenly those have uh, over. So we recorded on Sunday evenings, and over the past four days, they have they have dropped to you know right about an hour. So uh, you and I had discussed, I think, off podcast because we didn't really want to do the weekly Cosmic Rewind and, and how long the boarding groups are available thing because we didn't think it was that interesting. Uh, but, here we, but here we find ourselves uh, that it would be pretty easy to just do the park hopper thing and hop over to get your Cosmic Rewind because it was pretty regularly available after 2 p.m. Uh, but, you know, the last three days, counting, counting today... Uh, Sunday the 7th, it has not been available uh, at 2 p.m. And in fact, yesterday, it only shows availability at 1, and then today it was only available for 15 minutes. So I don't know if that was the the result of some of these issues 
you know, maybe that was creating the inability to call. You know what? As I'm saying this, I'm looking at the max boarding groups called in the last. So yesterday, 141 called uh, today, 140 called. Compare that to 190 uh, mm. on Friday, 191 on Thursday, 190 on uh, Wednesday, you know, and then 162 on two. So like. It doesn't look like the last two days have actually had some issues. So fingers crossed that that they, whatever that is is going to be fixed because what I've got my next vacation planned for the end of September. You've got yours planned for when are you going again? The end of November. Yeah, the end of November. Right. So looking at that, uh, I, sh- I sure hope that these are back on their way up because I don't, I don't want to stress over doing cosmic rewind i don't want to have to think about individual lightning lane none of that stuff but when we do go back because we're both going back after august 7th we at least won't have to think about you know i'm still i i don't know i'm still back and forth on genie plus as a whole but we won't have to consider additional lightning lane options right yeah so the the uh, attractions that we talked about before moving back to individual lightning lane, Disney has announced that they're not going to move them back to, you know, for pay lightning lane, basically. And they're going to leave them at uh, genie plus level, meaning that you can book them with your $15, you know, per person per day genie plus subscription, um, as opposed to having to pay for them individually. Which is good. Yeah. So essentially what this does is just locks in the uh, what individual lightning lane options as they as they have been moving forward. Because initially Disney had said August 7th, what uh, space frozen ever after runaway railway and expedition Everest would all be individual lightning lane again. Which I wonder if this is some realization that like maybe Genie Plus is good enough i don't know because at the end of the day if if the majority of the attractions at walt disney world are all available via genie plus then you know the the few that are individual lightning lane attractions and this is me positing anyway that they are going to try to keep the individual lightning lane attractions at a minimum if they if that is their plan and I'm not saying it's always been their plan, but with this with this announcement, if their plan going forward is to keep individual Lightning Lane attractions at a minimum, then I think this is good. You know, this is a good way to go because the $15 per person per day is much better than the $15 per person per attraction per day that individual Lightning Lane kind of brings on. So... I I am a big fan of them, you know, coming out and saying, hey, these are all going to be Genie Plus attractions, not individual Lightning Lane attractions, because that's way closer to FastPass Plus. And if we can't have FastPass Plus, which was free to everyone, then the closer we can get to having Genie Plus be, you know, for pay FastPass Plus, I'm I'm for that. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I also think it's now let me let me preface what i'm about to say with i am a fan of not adding more individual lightning lanes right i think that this is good news i do think it's interesting how disney has moved the goalposts 
so quickly to where we can be like, oh man, isn't it good news that they didn't, <laughs> that, that we only have to pay $15 per person per day? Thank you, Disney. Thank you, oh gracious and wonderful Disney for, for you know, only showing lightning. You know, I can, I can appreciate. Well, that's the playbook, isn't I it? I can appreciate that you guys are just doing lightning lane on this one attraction that is like, you know, it's it's pretty popular, but you're getting all the other attractions for $15 per person per day, which is a heck of a deal. So, I mean, well, how mad can I really get? And that's the that's the FastPass Plus thing where, you know, everybody knew that when the FastPass Plus, excuse me, when the FastPass Plus queue says the wait's going to be 30 minutes, it's really more like 20 or 15. So that is the, you know, it's an embodiment of the FastPass Plus mantra of under-promise, over-deliver. So I think I think this fits right in with, you know, yeah, we decided that these are, all, these are not going to be individually paid attractions and instead be, you know, brought back into the FastPass Plus fold, which, great. You know, I, th- I think this, this not, only, not only does it play well for, from a PR standpoint, but it plays well to guests too. And so I think it's a it's a total win. I don't know. I just feel like I got kicked in both of my shins and Disney said, Hey, this time I'm only gonna kick you in the one shin and I'm like, Oh, thanks for <laughs> only kicking me in the one shin without going, you know what? It still kinda sucks that I'm getting kicked in the shins. But I guess I guess, you know, I've just I, I've accepted that my shins are gonna get kicked. I'm gonna get the fifteen dollars per person per day kick, so maybe kick me a little bit less on the other things. So I, I guess good on you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, again, this is, this is, this is positive news. It's just me in real time, kind of recognizing how quickly I, I've normalized uh genie plus and, 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 and looking all the at it, it brings. looking at it, quote, realistically, this is a step in the right direction. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It is a step in the right direction after taking a whole lot of steps in the wrong direction. But yes, it's a step in the right yeah. direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is 10 steps back, one step forward. But sure. still. But it's a step I, you know. It's a step forward. Um, so, yay. Again, you know. And, and here's what I will say. As much as I don't want to get Genie Plus, it does make Genie Plus a slightly more appealing option when it's going to well, sure when they're not moving these other attractions back to individual lightning lane i mean the value of genie plus is directly related to the number of attractions you can book with it right so the more attractions that are available via genie plus the more valuable it is and maybe that's the calculation right now it's worth more to them to add more uh, attractions to Genie Plus and get more people to purchase Genie Plus than it is to you know hope that someone wants to ride Space Mountain enough to pay twelve bucks for it or whatever. But Jeremy, am I really going to pay forty five dollars a day just to? Oh man, yeah, it's a hundred well, and eighty bucks. So that's the thing. Like the bigger your party, yeah. Hmm. It's a hundred. Really thought about that. That's a hundred and eighty dollars to my, you know, my four day trip that I'm going to pay in in Genie Plus. Honestly, I don't know. Here, here's what I will say. And like I said, we're we're kind of off the rails from the the show notes at this point, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. That's um, okay. 
I don't think that I would do Genie Plus on our Animal Kingdom day, right? Because, you know, I've got two people who aren't going to, you know, I will be the only one who will ride Avatar. Like, not that that was going to be uh, Flights of Passage, by the way, is what the attraction name that I was trying to come up with there. I, You know, I would be the only one riding that, even though it is individual Lightning Lane. I get that. But also the, you know, so all three of us would probably, or all four of us, but I'm only counting people who would have to pay for Lightning Lane uh, or for Genie Plus. Sorry, I keep getting all these things confused. We would all be riding the river, right? And so there's a weight on that. But like, what else would I be doing in Animal Kingdom that's going to, the, the, the safari, I guess? But I don't mind waiting in that line, I guess. You know, I I just don't see a lot of advantage to me for animal king the other three though oh man that's a that's a nice chunk of change to have to yeah. drop well and i've been i've been uh grandfathered in to genie plus right so You've already, i i purchased i purchased it for yeah and so but now you have to get up in the morning you know and go and check and see if it's available and then purchase it morning of mm-hmm. which I mean, that still sucks that you have to do that because that is making you get up at 7 a.m. or whatever every morning of your vacation to see, except for your Animal Kingdom day. But to see if you can, you know, get Genie Plus, you you have to get up early. And that is not great. Man, I just, what was the, what was the deal that I sent you where, you know, somebody was talking about Disney not being a a vacation as much as it is a planning on what you think you're going to want to eat six months in the future? Mm-hmm. This is the, the like the whole getting up at seven a.m. on my vacation just takes away from the whole to vaca- vacation. Not only thing. to it would be one thing if you were getting up at seven to purchase Genie Plus, but you're getting up at seven to see if you can purchase Genie Plus. Right, and and let's be honest, likely we'll be able to, but still, like getting up with a anything greater than zero percent chance that I won't be able to get it, kind of. Yeah. sucks and then not good and also the having to get up at 7 a.m because yes i know i should be getting up at 7 a.m because i need to rope drop the park and all those things but guess what i have little kids they don't always want to get up to rope drop the park and maybe i don't want to be screamed at all day long so and it's also a vacation like it is still even though it's disney world it is a vacation yes it's a it's a disney vacation which as you and I have discussed, is a is a different thing from a lot. And and by the way, if you hear me saying negative, st- I still love a Disney vacation. I am super looking forward to my upcoming Disney vacation. I you know worked and worked and worked to finally get my kids appointments to have their first hair. You know to have their hairs cut. Their hairs cut. Their haircuts done. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I I. You know, with the uh, no, I'm gonna go ahead and make that with the current there was some pricing dad joke of, creeping into your with the keep, current pricing of, of Disney, <laughs> they might just be per hair the pricing. Uh, but let's assume that they're gonna get all their hairs cut. But yeah, yeah. if you get haircut lane plus, you can get right. all of them. <laughs> yeah, but I've done all of these things because I still enjoy a Disney vacation, and it's something that I want to take my kids to do. So hear everything that I'm saying within that, but geez, that's a lot of work and geez, I'm having to get up early for it. But I guess it's a little bit more likely to make me do it because 
again, on Hollywood Studios, I know that Runaway Railway will be on there. I almost have to get it for Epcot because Frozen Ever After is still going to be on there. And I know my daughter's going to want to go and do that. You know, so I'm going to I'm going to end up getting Genie Plus. That's going <laughs> to that's going to be a thing. Sorry, I, I'm again, real time, real time recognition of all the money I'm about to spend on an, on an upcoming trip. So anyway, on to whatever you have to say about this or on to the next thing. I, I The only thing that I have to say about this is to gloat that uh, your good, good friend and podcast co-host uh, told you that Disney or Genie Plus would be table stakes and, you know, whatever. But I don't like um, the table, Jeremy. I don't like it. <laughs> the other thing about Genie Plus that, or, or about, I guess not Genie Plus, but Plus Things exactly. is the Magic plus, Band Plus. The Plus family of products. Magic Band Plus, originally, uh, you and I had talked about, you know, just in our, you know, text messaging or whatever, that Magic Band Plus at the fireworks shows was a little bit underwhelming because it was basically just rhythmic flashing, you know, LEDs during fireworks shows. Uh, and apparently the other day, all of a sudden, uh, about, what, two-thirds of the way through Harmonious, uh, the Magic Band of some blog Mickey person uh just completely changed its programming and started going crazy and and actually being synced up to the colors and the action of harmonious and it was like whoa okay this thing actually has some actual integration into the show instead of just being you know basically a a blinking light show on your wrist uh that didn't have anything it's hard to explain. It was uh, basically if you had like four four time uh, during the show, it was just blinking every quarter note a color, and it wasn't super great. But this integration that that apparently comes to life, you know, during the show, or the current or the current this... revision of the harmonious show, right. or or what I started thinking about as I as you and I were talking about, you know, hearing some some possible you know suddenly it looks like it's doing things better i wonder suddenly getting a better you know signal from whatever syncs up the show true you know true. to say okay you're you're now getting the full bandwidth version of the the show instead of the low bandwidth show starting go yeah if it's a if it's a programming thing the august 7th 2022 version of the show is better than the previous one but yeah, there's a lot to consider when it comes to something that's small that fits on your wrist. Because I, I know I was an early backer of Pebble, the smartwatch uh, Kickstarter that looked great. Pebble, for anybody who doesn't know, was very delayed. Very, very delayed. Famously delayed. When it finally came out, it was pretty good. I really enjoyed my Pebble smartwatch. Um, I guess I, you know, it is a smartwatch. It was an e-ink display, so it had really good battery life. Um, the issue, come to find out uh, through a bunch of posts on Kickstarter, was um, basically the human body is, you know, 90% water or whatever it is. And water is horrible at um, transmitting, you know, radio waves. And so basically when you have this little thing pressed up against what is basically a big bag of water, um, 
it's really bad at receiving radio waves. And so they had a lot of trouble with getting Bluetooth to work on the Pebble um, when it was pressed up against your arm. And so I totally had not thought about until you just said, you know, something about signal strength with one, it being pressed up against your arm and two, being in a, you know, shoulder to shoulder sea of people during a fireworks show. Yeah, it might have some trouble getting the signal from the tower for what to uh for what to display. I mean, maybe, but also the Pebble came out in 20 early. Was it Was it in the aughts even? It, no, it would have been 2013, 2014. Okay, that's eight years ago. And I feel like wearable tech has come a long way since then. So I don't know. It, I guess it's, it's worth noting. I mean, noting that's... That- True, but also you did send me an Amazon link to a device with a screen that has a month battery life. So I feel like the Magic Band Plus, and I know no bummers, but... No, no, bummers, bummers. The Magic Band Plus is pretty far behind in in the you know technology battery life department because if a, if a device that you sent me that was $40, which is five bucks more than a Magic Band Plus costs... Uh, that thing gets a month's battery life with the screen, which is which you know. Let's let's pretend because we all know that everybody oversells their battery. But if you're going to say a month, let's assume let's, it lasts at least a day, right? With the screen on yeah, most of the day. I was going to say one week. Let's but, have but like I, let's but, times it by point two five. But I'm even going to go of the. I'm going to go further than that and say it can stay on. All day long. And we have not discussed Magic Band since it came live. Not the case with the Magic Band. Yeah. So, I don't... I just... It's disappointing, you know, that that this is what has been released. And, you know, they released it as a thing that you were going to have to charge all day. But it has really been a thing that you have to charge multiple times a day. Yeah, what is it? Uh, If you're doing Batu Hunters... I think some people have been saying what three hours of battery life mm. if you're just if you're straight playing that game before I've it's seen ninety dead. minutes. Okay, I've so seen ninety I'm, minutes. I'm being nice and saying that the that the upper limit of what I've seen is three. Yeah, I've seen the ninety minutes as well. I was trying to be nice and give them the three hours, but that you would have to carry your charging cable and a uh, what a a USB battery. You know, which I get it. I carry one. I you carry like everybody carries one of those, right? But I bring it to charge my phone, not to have to charge my my and and here's the here's the thing. You know what else is on my on my wrist all day at Disney? My Apple Watch. And it's constantly talking back and forth to my phone via Bluetooth all day long. And my Apple Watch is still gonna be at a fifty percent and and again, like I realize way more expensive tech. But there's also that forty dollar device that I sent you to say that there are multiple devices that seem to have solved this problem, and I cannot understand why Disney hasn't. I don't know, man. Like but the most the most egregious thing to me is we are coming off of Magic Band One, which was the the thing that that was uncomfortable. It was flat on top, and then Magic Band Two which was the the revision of Magic Band 1 that had the removable puck, both of which had years 
of battery life on the long range antenna. And these were not replaceable batteries and not rechargeable batteries. So let, you know, just to be fair, but you're coming from two different products, the version one and version two products that had years worth of useful battery for both short term getting into the parks, um, authenticating, you know, for purchases at food places and stuff. And also, and then, um, also the long range for ride photos and everything, which, which is the, you know, years of battery life. Um, you're coming from that where you never, you, you couldn't worry about the battery life because the battery wasn't replaceable. And you just knew like when I come to Disney next, they're going to send me these single color magic bands for free that have years worth of battery life. They were, you know, throwaway items to Disney to now where they charge for those items, but they also charge for this magic band plus with less than a day's worth of battery life. That's what I'm judging them. If you're looking, if you, even if we forget about the fact that they used to be free magic band two, which is the removable puck, magic band with the non-rechargeable battery that lasts for two to three years for 20 bucks 25 bucks and then you have the magic band plus that is this this item that turns out you have to charge at least once a day for 35 bucks it's like you can either have less than a day of battery life or years of battery life and the difference is ten dollars like there's there's some discrepancy that is that it doesn't make any sense. Something has happened here that that is confusing me, I guess. Yeah, so at this point I kind of feel like the the way to to handle it which uh, please understand as I'm saying this, I do understand the ridiculousness of my statement. The way to handle this is to have two magic bands, right? Or to to have a magic band plus plus and magic mobile uh you know and essentially to use your your old version 2 magic band or your magic mobile on your you know apple device to get into the park to use for your pictures to use for all the things and then have your magic band plus for strictly for interacting with you know batu bounty hunters or the the fab fit you know the the 50 statues and the shows and like that is what you use that thing for which i know sounds ludicrous but i feel like that's what makes the most sense because yes after the magic band plus battery dies it operates as a magic band but it operates as a magic band i i am relatively sure the same way that a you know version one or version two still operates as a magic band even after that two-year period which is to say yeah the long-range antenna is nothing but you can still get into the parks you can still you know use all the touch points and all that stuff it still works because that's all passively uh handled well yeah because rfid the short range is all powered by the reader the reader is the thing it's it's like easy tag you know the thing or or whatever your toll road reader of choice is the reader is the thing that's powered. The actual uh, item in your car, on your wrist, whatever, is passive. Yeah. But when you have something that's as long range and as fine-tuned as, like, ride photos, the 
actual band has to have a powered broadcast because they have to know exactly where you are. And so, yeah, like, you can still use a Magic Band Plus all day long, no problem, as an RFID thing, but it's not going to get your ride photos. And so, you know, you do, like you're saying, you do need to be prepared for that. Yeah, so I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm sad about this. And here's the thing. I don't think that any amount of software updates can get this thing to where it needs to be as far as battery life goes. But, geez, I want them to get it there because I still want one of these things. Even after everything that I've seen about them, I still kind of want one. But I just don't want one at the current revision, you know? And there- Well, and I will say, Magic Band 1, the, the one that did not have any kind of a removable piece, I wore it. I didn't like it. But I didn't understand how much I didn't like it until I got the version 2. And so my hope is that this Magic Band Plus version 1 is the same thing. And that when Magic Band Plus version 2 comes out and they, you know, have really taken to heart all of the criticism and all of the feedback they've gotten, they will actually make a good product. Because the the first Magic Band is fine, but it's not comfortable. It doesn't sit right on your wrist. It's awkward. And there, there were a lot of weird things about it that were solved by the fact that you could remove the puck and put it into a you know thing that clipped to your watch band or put it into a thing that clipped to your keychain uh where you could or it was just on your wrist and it wasn't so awkward feeling on your wrist like even even using the the band that came with it was way better than a magic band one yes absolutely it felt it felt much more like a watch on your wrist than a weird, I don't know, like just something that didn't... The first one felt like something that did not belong on your wrist. And the second one felt more like a piece of jewelry. So I am hopeful that Magic Band Plus version 2 that will come out next year or, or, you know, in 2024 or whenever will have those types of improvements and it will truly be the thing that I think me and you wish that this... uh, this magic band plus would be yeah because i i still want magic band plus but i just i don't know i guess at this point i want magic band pluser more plus ah plus plus yeah or or let's let's just assume that disney's going to adopt apple's naming uh the magic band (laughs) 2024 that's what we're looking for I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a magical day.